How are you? Welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Well, we are here in Sydney at the Hillsong Conference 2010, and it is incredible. They've had over 24,000 people at the Acer Arena, over 500 people uh, giving their lives to Jesus in the last two nights, and just incredible. And I'm here with uh, one of the uh, one of the best worship leaders in the world right now, named Kerry Jope. Now, I, I had a friend of mine, an American pastor, say to me, you've got to watch this clip on YouTube a while back, and it was Kerry Jobe singing Revelation Song. Uh, she's from Gateway Church in the States, and is just got a beautiful voice and uh, is really uh, anointed in her music. So uh, welcome to History Makers. Thank you so much. This is great. What a geek, right? Yeah, it's just mind blowing. I, I feel like I'm, uh, you know, I'm flying <laughs> when I come here. It's just like there's such a buzz around the place, isn't there? It, very much so. The atmosphere is so jazzed. Everyone's just excited and expectant for what God wants to do. I, that's, I think that's one of the biggest things I love about it. So, it's- so you've just arrived in Australia. Uh, how long ago did you get here, and what was your first impressions of this country? <laughs> Well, this is my third time, so I I love it. I feel like everybody is just so laid back. In the States, everyone's always just kind of just busy and kept to themselves, you know. And But here, everyone's just kind of that surfer mentality, kind of, you know, just chill. And um, But I got here two days ago and um, kind of still feeling the jet lag, but it's okay. By the time I get over it, I'll have to go back home, so <laughs> it's great. Okay, so for those that haven't heard of you before and don't know your story, tell us a little bit about what was your family life like uh, growing up in the States and and how old were you when you became a Christian? Right. um, I was five when I became a Christian. My mom and dad traveled when we were little um, and did a lot of like evangelism stuff. My dad's always been about evangelism, like everyone needs to hear about God. Got to give your lives to the Lord. And so um, when I was five, it just really clicked like it made sense and I actually was just in children's church at at my at the church actually that my dad was preaching at that Sunday and how precious is it the the man that that was like doing the kids church took me downstairs to have my dad pray with me to receive Christ so he understood that okay wait this is a big deal she gets she's getting it she wants to receive Christ so I love that story because it just um my daddy got to leave me, you know, in the in the sinner's prayer and uh, to receive Christ. So, um, and then I just grew up w- with um, just loving the house of God, and not really just the house of God, but but the presence of God and what God does when when we just come together and we lift His name. It says, "If two or more are gathered in His name, He's here in our midst." And so, in the in the assembly in the house. When God's presence comes, I just fell in love with that, and I knew that it, it had to look like that in some way, form, or fashion in my life, because I just was so wrecked. I was just turned upside down for what God wanted to do when His presence comes. So, um, kind of my the gist of my story, yeah. And did you start worship leading when you were five? Or? <laughs> yeah. Um, I did sing. I started singing when I was about three, just because, you know, they're like, oh, how cute, you know. But then when I was about 10, I started leading worship in kids' church. And then um, when I was 13, I started leading in my youth group and just loved it. I just had to keep doing that. It was such a passion in my heart. 
Now, uh, when I first heard about you was Revelation Song, because, you know, that song has been sung in our church, and we actually had Catherine Mullins come to our church and lead worship, and she did that song, just incredible, and uh, that's probably one of the most well, well-known songs, but tell us about your recording career. Did, did you start uh, leading worship at Gateway Church and, and albums? How, how did that all start? I was at um, Christ for the Nations Bible School in Dallas, Texas, and they do a lot of worship projects. They do one, like, every year, so... Being a student there, I, I got to be a, a part of those, and that was a big deal for me to really kind of um, have more open doors of, hey, Carrie, we recognize this gift on your life. We want you to lead out on this. And so that was my first time to lead on a CD. And then after that, just Gateway Church, we record there as well, so I got involved doing that. Um, I didn't record my own personal album until like two years ago, and I'm 29. I just always had open doors to record in other places, and so I... Um, it just kind of took on a different journey for me personally, but it, it just t- taught me a lot about kind of what my journey is, what, what the lane is for me to run in. And, um, and so now it just my heart is to lead worship, to connect people to the heart of God. And um, I do write kind of some ministry-type songs that aren't always usually congregational, but they help people to really just get honest before God, you know? So I like both. I like, you know, leading worship, the congregational-type thing, but then, you know, being able to minister to people too. Now, you say you're, um, you write different kinds of songs. How do the songs come to you? Uh, do you have a, a set devotional time where the Lord speaks to you, or, or do the, does it happen when you're you know, riding on the bus? You know, how do the songs come to you? They all different ways, you know, D, all of the above. I, I mean, I can just be writing and... Uh, just in the car and I get an idea so I grab my you know thankfully the iPhone has that little voice memo recorder and I'll just kind of capture my thoughts most of the time though it comes out of my personal quiet time with God just my private time with the Lord um, just worshiping God in the quiet place in the private place and I really even have to be really careful of asking God is this a song just for me and you or is this a song for other people to hear or, uh, because I don't like to write with with people in mind. I know that sounds kind of weird, but if I think, oh, I hope people like this, or I hope that this sounds good and people want to sing this, or that'll just totally squelch my creativity. But I, um, my heart is really just that I started writing out of my journals, just my time with God. That's where I started writing songs. So if I don't just do that, I really don't write, you know? So it's, it's, um, also just out of an overflow. If I'm humming something in the car, that's usually from an overflow. Uh, you know, after a night of worship or just a theme God's doing in my life and I just, you know, get this idea. Those are the easiest songs because they come quickly, but the the journaling ones are, are the songs like You Are For Me or things like that where they take time and it's a, a process of what God's doing in my life. Now, you mentioned journaling. Is that something that you do regularly, uh, have daily devotions? What do you do for that time? I, I feel like I say more to God if I can write it because I just... I find myself being more, I'm kind of melancholy, so I, I don't always want to talk about everything, but I could write it, and so that's why I'm a big journaler, and I can just write my thoughts out before God and, and get these revelations and, and capture them down, so I'm really big about journaling, like, every day I try to, um, especially in church, because I'm, when, when you're in an atmosphere, especially like Hillsong Conference like this, it's such an atmosphere of God's presence being so thick, and so I have an opportunity to just really um, just be melancholy and just be real, like, creative in my mind or what God's doing, you know, just 
I don't know the word for it, but it's just like deep stuff going on in my spirit so I can just journal it and then go back later and be like, oh, kind of capture that moment again when it's not at Hillsong Conference, you know, when I'm at home by myself and the atmosphere is just at home, you know, you know what I mean? So journaling is really important. Now, a while back, I, uh, I read a book by uh, uh, John Burke. Uh, was it um, No Perfect People Allowed from Gateway Church? Is that, is that your church? I don't know. I think I think uh, I saw a clip from Gateway Church, and they uh, maybe, we maybe we had him as a guest or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, he was connected somehow, and they, they really had a focus on you know no perfect people allowed that the church has a place to reach out uh, uh, to people, and no matter what background someone has, they're welcome at church. You know, you have to create that environment. How important do you think that is for the church these days to to have open doors like that? Ah. Oh. I think if we don't, then we need to close the doors. I mean, honestly, it's like that's where it's supposed to be. Church is supposed to be the place that people come to get fed, to get healed, to get delivered. Um, you know, hopefully people drive by a church and say, I I need an answer. And so they think, I need to go to church, you know. And so we've got to be relevant to 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 be that kind of a people in church, to know that there are people like that coming um, and to not be so Christianese and churchified or whatever you want to call it but to be relevant that um we are broken people as well that's why we're there you know we we have been um so impacted by god's presence because we are in a place of brokenness or we're in a place of seeking after an answer from the lord and so the general assembly is a great place to be encouraged by by other believers and um so that's really what it's all about now, if there are people listening, you know, uh, in Christian radio in Australia, there's about 40% of the listeners are unchurched. They actually don't go to church, but they listen to the Christian radio. Uh, there's, there might be people listening that just haven't got that relationship with God, that haven't made that step to, to follow Christ. Would you speak to those listeners about how they would do that if, if that's on their heart? Absolutely. I think it's interesting that you're even asking me this because uh, this morning I was thinking about in Hebrews, it talks about how important it is that we gather together as believers. And I think a lot of people have this idea that oh, I can kind of just have my own religion and, and I don't really need anyone else. And I know God is real. I know he's out there or else I wouldn't be here, but I don't really need to like trust in him or I can do this. I can do this by myself. But the thing is, when you give him an opportunity to prove himself to you, he will. And it's like nothing else. Really, without God, it's just this hole. There's this, there's this void because God created us to be worshipers. You know, you guys, you, you Australians are big about sports. And um, I know that there's a big game even tonight. Um, and when you have that kind of a passion to to be uh, rallied around together to cheer something on, you get this kind of feeling in your heart of, yeah, like you feel good. It kind of fills this void because you're with people. You have something to cheer about. You have something that you're going forward. And when we have that void with God, there's no joy. There's no life. So church and being a believer of God and letting God fill that void in your life is like that. It's like being together with people that you're going for a common goal of saying, God, we need you. You are more important than anything else that we experience in this life. And if you don't have that opportunity or you don't know the Lord in that way, give him an opportunity to prove himself because it really is like nothing else. So it is so different. And uh, I can't imagine my life without God. 
Well, I can see the sincerity in your eyes and uh, I hear it in your voice when you lead worship. And, uh, you know, if people want to uh, find out more, obviously, uh, if you want to find out more about Hillsong, the website's hillsong.com or hillsongconference.com. You can look it all up. If people want to find out more about you, uh, if you've got a website, I follow you on Twitter. I know you're on Twitter and Facebook as well. Tell us about your website. My website is just my full name, Carrie Job, K-A-R-I-J-O-B-E dot com. Okay, now I'm going to be bold here. I know you've got to go and do a sound check. Could you just give me one little bit of the chorus of Revelation song, just a cappella? Can I be bold to ask that? Is that all right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Put me on the spot right here. <laughs> no pressure, right? All right. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. With all creation I sing praise to the King of kings. You are my everything, and I will adore you. Oh, that's beautiful. Everyone's got to give some applause for that here. Thank you so much. Oh, Kerry Job, it has been a blessing and an honour to meet you, and uh, thanks for coming down under. Absolutely, I love it. Oracle History Maker, thanks for joining us. If you'd like to download this interview, just go to www.historymakersradio.com. And also, you can make a donation if you'd like. I'm Matt Prater. Have a great week. History Maker.